0: Hello and welcome to Hugenhoff Podcast, episode 110. Today I'm going to continue the Inspired By series. So today we are going to be talking about Idun, sometimes pronounced Iduna. Um, before we get into that, I do want to get into the station news. Remind anybody who wants to check out my website, you can do that at www.hugenhoff.org. You can also email me at hugenhoffpodcast at gmail.com. And remember to check out Steve's book, Stephen Oaks, Amazon.com. He has a number of them there. You can check out mine as well under Byron Rogers and Lightbringer. The links for those are in the show notes. So with all that out of the way, let's go ahead and jump into the topic at hand. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm just going to go over who I Dune is really quickly and then talk about some of the things that I think are interesting about her. And I will be quickly going over the main story that we have. We don't have a whole lot of Iduna stories. Um, A lot of times I say Iduna. I think Idune is more common, but both are correct. They're just like the Englishized Englishized version and then like the non-Englicized version. Anyway, um, she is... Braggy's wife, so we know that. Uh, She's the goddess that tends to the apples, and the apples keep all of the gods young. I'm going to come back to that, but we know that. Um, She probably, uh, she definitely has a lot to do with youth. She probably has a lot to do with fertility as well. Um, And I think she has a little bit to do with... uh, a little bit to do with poetry, because Bragi has so much to do with poetry, but mostly like youth and fertility are probably the biggest ones. Oh, there's just something that I thought of that came up a long time ago. I'm going to try to remember how it goes. I I like Idune and Bragi because they are a pair, as in they're married, but they also complement each other really nicely, because if you think about what Braggy does for our ancestors with poetry and song it's like keeping them alive keeping the memory of the ancestors and the gods alive through poetry um, and if you look at Idun what she does is she actually keeps the gods particularly alive through apples so I think I said Iduna gathers the apples and when the gods eat the apples, it keeps them young. They would get old and die if it wasn't for the apples. So she keeps the apples. So if you look at something like the Poetic Eddas, which is a poetic, which is a poem, um, Bragi is the god that's in charge of, in charge of, quote unquote, that. So you see that poetry, Bragi's domain keeps the memory of the gods alive so we know who the gods are and why they're important through things like the Poetic Eddas. And it, it keeps them alive in our minds. And then Idun is the flip side where she actually physically, again, quote unquote, I know gods aren't physical, but she actually keeps them alive by giving them the apples that keep them young. So I think that it's interesting that you have this pair where on one side, poetry can keep the idea of the gods alive and the memory of the gods alive in in our minds. And then the apples are a different way of keeping the gods alive alive. Um, more directly or more physically. Again, gods aren't physical, but still the same idea. So I think that's interesting. So another thing I want to quickly go over is the big story we know about Iduna. So Loki tries to, well, under duress by by a giant, Loki tricks Iduna to go out of Asgard by saying that there are apples that are even better than hers and she agrees to go out and look for them. Why? Why does she do that? That's a great question. She's probably curious if there really are apples that are better than hers because that's a pretty bold claim. She would probably want to see them. She might even be a tad insulted that somebody would think apples were better than hers and she'd want to have a look at them and be like, oh no, these apples are not as good as mine. Or maybe she's just legitimately curious that apples better than hers exist because that seems pretty far-fetched, which it is. It's a trick to get her to leave Asgard. But whatever the reason as to why she went, Though, honestly, it's not hard to believe that if somebody said... I mean, if you're famous for apples and somebody says these apples are better than yours, the curiosity and the sort of insult in there would definitely make you go and look, I think. So I think it makes sense, Chilies. Um And then the giant kidnaps her. And takes her back to giant land. So then then, then the gods start getting old. So this is like the biggest way we know the gods actually would get old and die if it weren't for the apples, which I think is interesting. I, I think why it's interesting is it underscores the fact that the gods are not immortal in the sense that most people think about it. They are not necessarily immortal, which means that they could die. There could be a situation where the gods die. And then if we think a little further along our history, there is a situation where they're going to die, which is Ragnarok. And then, of course, there's the interesting thing, the interesting question, what happens when a god dies? People die um, a lot faster than gods, obviously. We go through cycles, and when we die, we go to a different plane of existence, which happens to be a higher plane with the gods. So when the gods die, where do they go? And would it it would probably be a different plane of existence, a higher plane of existence that we don't know what is. Um, there's not real. There's not. There's nothing in the lore that says when the gods die they go here. And ultimately, that's probably because it's not our concern because we're not gods. We don't need to know where they go when they die. But I still think that. It's interesting. And if we look at the cycles of Ragnarok, for example, you know, which is mirrored in our death, but it's also a thing that happens like cosmically, we see that the same things that happen on small scales also happen on large scales. So if you think about cycles, there's a day-night cycle, a little bigger, there's a year, there's a moon cycle, a little bigger, there's a yearly cycle, a little bigger, there's the Ragnarok into the world cycle. So these things exist on Smaller and smaller and smaller and also bigger and bigger and bigger scales. So my point is, I think it's likely that the gods have some sort of higher plane that they go to when they die. And I think that's interesting to think about, but there's not a lot in the lore and there's not really any way that we could know where a god goes when they die because we barely understand where we go when we die. Anyway, back on point. I think that it is really important that the apples are something that keeps the gods alive and keeps them from aging because it shows that they are not immune from the natural cycle of aging that we go through. And ultimately, it shows they're not immortal. They could die. All these adventures and things they've gone through, they could have died in any of those, and then they would be dead and gone. Um, I mean, Balder is an example where they did. There's lots of examples where we see the gods are mortal, and I, I like those. I like reminding ourselves that nothing is infinite. Nothing lasts for, except for the cycle. You know, there's infinite cycles. You can make that argument. Uh, But everything is always changing. That is the truth of the universe, that everything is always changing, and even the gods are changing. Now, it's a longer scale. It's a longer time frame, but even the gods are changing, and that's something that's important to remember, this idea that we're constantly in flux. And Iduna reminds us of that because she's part of that process, or at the very least, her story reminds us that that is a process that's going on. I mean, there's sort of the argument she's not part of that process because she is the reason that the gods are on such a longer time scale than they are, but... She reminds us of that process with the apples that keep the gods young. So anyway, uh, the gods find out what went on. They find out, like it often is, it was Loki who caused the trouble in the first place, and they get him to bring her back. So how does he do that? He takes Freya's uh, falcon cloak, flies over to the giant's house, no one's there. He turns Iduna into a nut, which which I think is interesting. Because I said I think Iduna has to do with fertility. One of the reasons I think that is because he turns her into a nut, which is very much a symbol of fertility. You know it's a nut. It's something that grows into a tree. It's like the egg or the thing that's going to become a tree later. So there's a lot of fertility symbols in my mind there. And then he flies her back as as fast as he can but the giant sees him so the giant starts chasing him and the gods build a bonfire and as soon as Loki and Idun are in they light the fire and it burns the giant and then he dies. Now there's another interesting thing about the giant being burned there because again we were talking about cycles you sort of have a reaper cycle there too the, which corresponds with like In Ragnarok, remember, the earth is burned. Sir burns the world, and then it comes back from the ashes. Well, there's another, like, there's sort of a calling back to that. There is, the giant is burned, and so that's sort of the burning of the world, if you will. And then Idun comes back, letting the gods be young again, and she comes back as a nut, which the world would come back as something reborn and fresh and new, and then she... You know, becomes herself as the world did so I think there might be some connections there pulling that into the bigger cycle that's going on so anyway I think that is all kind of interesting I really like a lot of the symbolism of that story and I don't think I understand it like entirely and perfectly I, want, I just want to say these so everybody else can go out there and kind of see what you think when you read the story it's a relatively short story believe it's in the poetic edus anyway so that is i do in a nutshell (laughs) see what i did there um yeah so she's a goddess that i really like because she has so much to do with youth and keeping the gods alive which i think is obviously an important thing all right, so some of the things that Iduna makes me think about, because this is the Inspired by series, so this kind of um, s- starts a conversation, right? Uh, with some of the things that I think of her about is, first of all, one of the things I really like is just the relationship she has with Braggy. They seem to be, I just always thought they were a really nice um, couple. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I just think that they they are both really approachable, friendly, if you will, gods. Um, and it's nice. I just think that they make a really good natural pair. So that's one of the things that I that I like about them. I suppose they've got a good. I've always felt like they have a good relationship. Maybe that's just a personal me thing, but I've always felt like they have a good relationship. So that's something uh, the other thing is just the the idea of of youth is interesting it's also interesting because Iduna is such a goddess of of, of youth with the apples but again Bragi is often depicted as having a really long beard and then a, a lot of the Images, paintings, and stuff like that of him. He seems rather older, you know? And, and I think that's interesting, too. There's a lot of... <sighs> differences isn't quite the word. With Braggy and Oda, or with Braggy and Idune, it's not differences so much as it's compliments. There's a lot of compliments, like she is younger, and he's older, and both of those are important. Now, that's more of an actual... Difference, but maybe some of the other ones would be the idea of poetry versus actual youthfulness and how both of them are kind of in charge of keeping the gods alive through different ways, through the apples or through uh, poetry. But yeah, another thing I do and it just makes me think of is is just youthfulness in general and how... That's something that can be important. And it also sort of gets me thinking about the future. Because the gods, there's the Ragnarok cycle, but for the here and now, how the gods propagate forward or move forward, continue to exist, is by eating the apples, which Iduna provides. Humans, us, we're not the same way. As I'm, I'm getting older, I don't have apples to eat to keep me young so I propagate or keep going forward through other means like my children that's the most obvious example and the kids just went back to school today this is their first day back at school so uh, first of all that's exciting Um, but it also reminds me like I'm getting older and I'm going to die soon (laughs) not soon not soon. Well, hopefully not soon. Um, but as I'm I'm getting older and I'm getting them ready to sort of replace me in society. Because, you know, you want to... I mean, you obviously want to be a good person because people want to be good people. No one's evil on purpose. They're just mistaken in what they think is good. Uh, so I am now in the process where I'm trying to, like... Teach my kids the difference between right and wrong and what's important and what's not important so that they can sort of replace me and the world. And and I like that. There's this never ending cycle where you are first young and then your parents raise you and teach you to be good people, hopefully. And then you have your kids and teach them to be good people, and then you get old, and then you die. But by the time you die, then your kids are grown, and they sort of take your place and and carry on for you. So I've always liked that um, idea. And I think it's something, I, I know I've talked about this before, but I think it's something that's very easy to forget, especially in this society where it's very easy to be, I don't think self-centered is quite the right word. But, uh, self-centric maybe because I don't want to get the I, I don't want to say that I think most people are self-centered because that sounds more negative than I want it to it's not like people are only thinking about themselves but people are usually thinking about what they I I think it's easy for people to think about what they should be doing in the world and what their goals are and what their plans are. Because, I mean, when you're younger, that is absolutely what you should be thinking about. But by the time that you have grown a bit and you have kids, then you start thinking about, like, what their goals in life are going to be. And it sort of shifts away from what's important to you and shifts towards what's important to your kids. Um... So, yeah, and I'm getting closer to there. But, you know, even if you're young, I, I do think that it's still important to remember that, you know, for millions of years before you were born and for millions of years after you died, there are people who have hopes and dreams and goals. And it's not, like, time does not exist in just your lifetime. There's there's other people that have been through other things and all of their hopes and dreams and goals are important too. And where I think this can be really positive is that you can see that you are part of something bigger. I talked, We talked about this back in philosophy class a bit, but the idea that a person cannot be immortal, like we are by our nature mortal, we will die and we will disappear. Incidentally, I don't believe that, but to just presenting an argument um but we we want to be immortal and there's lots of different ways that we try to become immortal by sometimes we try to make something that will last forever but nothing actually lasts forever ever. everything eventually dies sometimes we try to make ourselves immortal through having kids The argument there would be like, well, your kids might not grow up the way you like, so even that isn't really good. But if you can see and convince yourself that there is an infinitely large cycle going on of the like, life, death, rebirth, or however you see that, there's just like infinite cycle of humanity, Human humanity it was always around, and you realize that you are part of that, then in a sense you reach immortality that way, by being part of the human condition, and by being human and being part of society, because society is forever. Now, society is not actually forever. Maybe the creative process is forever? I don't remember. It's been a long time. But what I do think is useful is you can very much like on the small scale think that what you're doing is not really that important or what you're doing is only going to last for a hundred years because that's true what you personally as a person do is only going to last for a hundred years or so you are part of something larger first of all you're part of the human species which has a very large history and hopefully a big future Humanity has done a lot. If you look at where our ancestors started with stone tools, and you look at us now when we're sending rocket ships to Mars, I mean, we have made a lot of progress. And you, since you are a human, you are part of that bigger cycle. And that can be encouraging and make you feel good. And then I think there's also even bigger cycles. The life-death-rebirth cycle on a... I think it's a cycle that we are part of. You know, everyone I'm talking to has been born. In all likelihood, you will die. And that is part of that life-death-rebirth cycle. And then if you look at it bigger, again, you have like the Ragnarok thing where the world is created. And then the world will be destroyed. But then it will be reborn. That cycle is infinite. Now... Every loop is different. We have different gods. Like Odin is the leader. Odin's one of the big gods now. And the next time around, it's going to be Balder instead. And Odin will be somewhere else. You know, not part of this world tree any longer. So things change, yes. But the world, you know, in in the Valsipa we read that the world is born, the world will live, the world will die, and then the world will be reborn. And it is implied that after that the world will live and it will die again and it will be reborn again. And that is an infinite cycle. That just the world, the universe, all of reality will be reborn over and over again. Now if you look at it very scientifically, you might not agree with that because we'll eventually have the heat death of the universe. But are there well, not multiple universes? That's not actually a question that we have an answer to. But I think that many people believe, and I'm probably in this camp, that in some way there is going to be a life-death-birth cycle forever. And that is an infinite cycle that has always gone on and always will go on. And if you realize that as a person who is born and will die, you are part of that cycle, then, in that sense, you do become immortal. Or you are part of something immortal and thus have some measure of immortality yourself. Which I I think is interesting. And I don't really know how I got on this tangent from my dune. Uh... (laughs) That was that was a strange journey I took, but I do think that it's in. Inter- I do think that it's interesting. Um, maybe because oh yeah, because kids and kids are the future. I was talking about how we pr- like put ourselves forward into the future with chil- children. That's right. Anyway, I think I'm going to go ahead and stop it there because. Uh, I don't want to get too rambly. Those are the big things that I wanted to say. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap up now. Um, I really think that Idun is an interesting god. She's the wife of Braggy. She's the goddess of the golden apples that keep all of the gods young. So really, if you think about it, her job is the most important job of all of the gods because without her, the gods would grow old and feeble and die. Um, so it's only through her apples that they are able to stay young, which I think is a super important job and an interesting one, kind of thinking about the different ways that we can continue on in the world and how the gods continue versus us continue. But also remembering that it's just a prolonging of the cycle, um... The gods will die eventually, just like everyone and everything will die eventually. But it's okay, because then they, the law, as well as everything else, is reborn later. So I would definitely suggest everybody read about Idun, because she's a really interesting goddess, and I'm sure you'll come up with Uh, your own thoughts about her but that's where i that's where i'm going to leave it today so i will thank you all for listening and i will quickly mention if you want to check out my website you can at www.hugenhoff.org you should subscribe to the podcast while you're there with the rss feed because i don't release it on the first of the month most of the time so at least you'll get it when I do get around to releasing it. Um, I like our SS feeds. Just plug that into your podcast player of choice. And if you had any emails, you can send them to me. You can know, podcast at gmail.com. And yeah, that's it. So thanks everyone for listening. And I will talk to you next month. Frail!